0: Episode 203 of Bella in Your Business coming right up. Hi there, I'm Bella Vasta from Jump Consulting. You might know me from CBS, NBC, Fox, Huffington Post, Entrepreneur, or maybe you've seen me speak on stage or read my book, The Four Dogs That Every Business Owner Needs. In any case, get ready because you're about to get your hashtag Bella butt kicking in this next episode of Bella in Your Business. So what do you say? Let's get ready and jump. Welcome to Bella in Your Business. My name is Bella Vasta. And you guys, today I have Jeannie Walters with me. She actually blew us away in the mastermind. So I had to bring her to the airwaves to all of you who have not yet had the pleasure of being in the mastermind. Jeannie, for more than 20 years, she had one mission to create fewer ruined days for customers. She's the CEO and founder of Experience Investigators, a global customer experience consulting firm. And she is an absolute dynamite. She really got us thinking about some really cool things. So today we're going to spend talking all about customer experience because it isn't just leaving them a treat on the table or sending them a thank you card. It's much more than that. So with that, without further ado, welcome to the show, Jeannie. Thank you so much. I'm
1: thrilled to be here, Bella.
0: I'm so happy to have you here. I know a lot of people have probably heard about customer service, but we're going to talk customer experience today. Mm -hmm. So can you break down to me what exactly customer experience is?
1: Sure. Absolutely. So a lot of times when I say I do customer experience work, people kind of jump to that idea of reactive customer service. And that's when things go wrong and we have to call somebody or we have to use the chat. And really, customer experience is about the end-to-end experience that we have as customers with the brand. So that includes things that happen before the sale, just when we're first aware of their brand, all the way through every interaction, every touch point, every time we interact with that brand, all the way through to when we either stay with them forever or we leave them.
0: Okay, awesome. And then, so take me through to like, how can I even understand what their journey is? Because sometimes, you know, there's that saying like, when we're so involved in the woods, it's hard to see. How does that go? Like the, the birds tree or something. You know. <laughs> Thank you. Yes.
1: <laughs> That's a good metaphor for this because. You know, a lot of times people get very defensive and they say like, I understand my customers. What are you talking about? Of course I do. And last I checked, we all have too much to do and not enough time to do it. And so we are asked as business people to focus on certain things. And that means that while we're doing that, we are not really paying attention to the experience that our customers are having. And so a lot of times we justify this by saying we understand the process. We understand how the process is supposed to work. So we know that you know every time we get a customer, they're supposed to get this beautiful welcome package, and they're supposed to get this email on the 10th day, and all these things are supposed to magically happen. But if we're not checking in on that experience then we really don't know what's happening with customers. So it's really important to take a step back and really look at things from that customer's perspective. And this can be done a lot of different ways, but literally just having that mindset of understanding that we don't know the whole story that our customers have, that can go a long way because it will force you to start thinking differently about, okay, we send this email, but do they read it? Do they care about what it says? Is it actually beneficial to them? What's actually happening in that moment when we're interacting with that customer?
0: I love that so much. And what comes to mind is, I know some pet sitters have done a nurture campaign, a nurture email sequence, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I've been guilty of that too. You know, you write it, you think it's great. You might've even got someone, paid someone to do it. You set it all up and you just automate that. And then you never really check back in on it. You're like, yep, mm-hmm. I got that covered. Yeah. And one thing that I learned going through your 21 day challenge, which all of you guys can do too, if you text experience to 66866, or go to experienceinvestigators.com. I didn't take a breath before I said all that. <laughs> we'll, we'll have it in the show notes and I'll say it again later on. Jeannie has this really cool 21-day customer service challenge. So back to your point, you know, one of your challenges one of the days was like, find out how your clients are feeling and what they're doing and what this experience is doing. Because I know a lot of us, we, we really pour our heart and soul into like, Well, this is the way my business is going to run. And I really care about the pets. And in order to care about the pets, I'm going to need all of this information from you and I'm going to be a professional. And it's just on and on and on and on. But we don't really step outside long enough to sit on the other side of the table Mm -hmm. and experience how it feels, right? Is that kind of what you're talking about?
1: That's exactly right. And hey, I'm a business owner, so I totally get it because. I have those same like 3 a.m. I can't stop thinking about, oh my gosh, did I pay that invoice? Did I send that one? What's going on? All those like internal things just to keep a business going, that's a lot. And so when you add on thinking about the customer experience, it can feel kind of like, oh, we've got this covered. My automated stuff is working. I'm getting customers, no problem. And the challenge is that if we don't think about this in an ongoing way and really as part of doing business then our competitors are going to start getting our customers. It's really that simple because we all thought that, you know, we were loyal to Borders Bookstore. And then all of a sudden we had this option for Amazon and eBooks and all these different things. And suddenly that we weren't loyal. And that's exactly what happens where customers are loyal until they're not, or until something else comes along that has increased convenience for them, that has less effort for them. That's a big thing to look at. How much effort are we forcing our customers to give us in order to do business with us? All of those things, if you can start really zeroing in on that stuff, making it more effortless, making it more convenient, and really listening to what your customers want, then that is what actually produces loyalty. It's not about just those little wow moments, which we talk about, which are important. It's about actually those small moments that can be neglected, that if we pay attention, then we're showing our customers that we care about them and that we're really listening and responding to what they need.
0: I mean, think back to the last time when you felt like you were listened to by just Mm -hmm. a coworker or someone that you loved or someone in your relationship, let alone, I think we almost expect businesses not to listen to us. So that little that little bit of someone actually asking you a question and then following up on it, I always thought, I don't mean to go off on a tangent, but I always thought it was kind of funny. And I know you talked about this in the mastermind, how if a company asks you to take a survey Mm -hmm. and they say something and they're like, you know, was this experience good or bad? And you're like, bad, and it's like, would you like to be contacted? And then you're never contacted. It's like, Yep. Go bang my head up against the wall right now.
1: (laughs) <laughs> and then what's the likelihood that when they ask you again for feedback that you're going to give it to them? I Absolutely mean, that's, not. <laughs> that's the effort in itself, giving feedback. So yeah. if we have somebody who complains, we have to really look at that as a gift because they care enough to complain. Yes. You don't care. I mean, think about any relationship you're in, right? Like <laughs> there are relationships where we've thought this is not worth the fight or anything else. I'm out of here. And yeah. like, Yeah, let's just say uh, it was amicable and all those things, but really you just weren't, you didn't care enough to put the effort in. And that's why we have to really flip the script when we get that complaint and it's easy to get defensive and it's easy to think like, you don't know what you're talking about, customer. We have to think about it as, okay, they're giving me this feedback because they care about this relationship and they want it to work. So how can we respond to them and help them feel heard? and understood. And if you need to, you know, show them through your actions, this is what we're going to do about this in the future to build up that trust again.
0: If it's okay with you, I want to go off on a short tangent before we talk about investing in the customer experience. While you were saying that, and I know a lot of dog walkers and pet sitters listening probably were thinking, yeah, but Jeannie, what do I say to that person who just left me a bad review on Mm -hmm. Facebook or Google? It's going to ruin my business. Oh no. So how do we actively listen to them and, Mm see that as a gift and not like a stab to the heart. That's twisted. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm a business owner. I totally get it. And I think that there are a couple things. One is if they're leaving it publicly like that as a review, it is really important. And I know this is so hard, but it's really important to respond publicly and to let them know you heard them publicly because other people are watching how you respond in that moment. The other thing I always recommend is, especially if you have a business where you actually know who that person is. You know, you you're not scaling up so that you've got 20,000 customers. You have a number of customers that you know by name. If you know them, call them and say, "You know, I heard this. I was really upset about what happened. We want to make sure this doesn't happen again." And there are certain words to use where people often are told not to say you're sorry. I disagree with that. I think sometimes people just really need to feel Heard and understood, and they want to hear that. Mm -hmm. And so, especially, I mean, we're dealing with pets, right? We're dealing with a member of the family. And so, if something goes wrong, that can be really emotional. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, recognizing that and saying, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry this happened. I want to make sure this doesn't happen again. Would you be willing to help me, you know, understand what happened in more detail? Is it okay with you if I follow up? Is it okay if I do these things? Because honestly, just like we were talking about, people are not expecting that. They are not expecting somebody to actually respond. And so just picking up the phone or sending an email or doing something to really acknowledge that can go a long way. But those reviews, I would say it's really important to respond publicly as well.
0: That's super, super duper good advice. It also goes without saying, you know, sometimes it's not about throwing money at the problem either. It's, you know, like those questions are great because then it gives you the understanding of what they're actually looking for. Mm -hmm. So you were mentioning earlier that we're all so busy because we are even, even with COVID as we're doing this, we're still busy, you know? We are. So how can investing in customer service really benefit the organization as a whole?
1: Well, if you think about you know, who are you loyal to as a customer, it's organizations that actually do invest in providing an experience that is more meaningful to you, that is more memorable, that has emotional highs, and not just kind of this transactional feel to it. And so when you're investing in the customer experience, think about kind of those high points in your customer's journey. When they first decide to go with you, how do we really recognize that and make them feel really good about that choice as they're going through, you know, maybe the first time of having a pet sitter? How can we reassure them that this is going to go well for them and that their family members are being well cared for? All of those things like think about those high moments in the journey and then what can you do to really reassure people to build trust, to provide them the feedback that they need in order to feel good about that relationship. So that's one thing is that if you invest in it, they will be loyal. The other thing that does is if you can create those memorable moments that they talk about, I mean, that's word of mouth marketing. That's basically creating a sales force for you out of your customers. Because I know that, you know, a lot of these services that we bring into our homes, we rely heavily on word of mouth. We want somebody we trust to say to us, this is okay. This is who you should use. And so if you can create those types of moments for people to think, oh my gosh, they left, like I heard from some of them on the mastermind. One of my favorites was like, we taught them how to marinate and catnip for their cat toys. You know, that's I so know, that was cute. Amazing. It's so valuable. Mm-hmm. And it's something that was so meaningful, I'm sure, to people that they probably said, like, you won't believe what happened. And those yeah. are the types of things that can go a long way and provide that return on the investment in these types of moments.
0: I love that. That was a shout out to Amber from Attaboy Pet Care. That yeah, was a super true. idea. I That also resonated with me as well. So you've talked about like, you know, highs and lows and figuring out like how to kind of impress them. And especially people that maybe I want to call them, you know, pet sitting virgins. (laughs) We (laughs) might be taking their virginity in a way, you know. How do we decide what moments really matter in that journey? Because again, it's that like we're so close to the forest thing. It's like, well, they called us, they hired us, we showed up, we're done. Like how do we define those moments that matter?
1: Well first of all, I would ask your customers. I would reach out and just say like, how did you feel when you first left your dog or cat with us you know how yeah. did you feel when you came home and really get at those emotional moments and then I you know a customer journey is something that can be mapped out there are tools and techniques customer journey mapping and uh, I have a couple courses on LinkedIn learning that I can I can give you links for yeah. and it's essentially it's doing exactly that it's mapping out okay what are the moments that they interact with us and which ones are more important than others which ones could drive them either into For their loyalty or drive them away from us. Where are their opportunities? There are so many opportunities because it's really easy, just like you talked about, to kind of check the box and think, well, we did what we said we were going to do, so we're done. And if you can look a little beyond that and provide more meaning and more positive moments, then people will get more excited about interacting with your brand and they'll feel better about it. So I would look for those emotional cues that you're customers are probably already giving you. I mean, I know I'm a dog owner. I'm totally nuts about my dog. And the first time we had to leave him, it was like traumatizing, right? And so we used a dog sitter and I was so relieved that the minute we had a four hour flight, the minute I got off the plane, I had pictures on my phone and I was like, oh, there he is. He's fine. And it was such a simple thing to do. And it meant so much to me as the customer. So I think looking for things like that that can really emotionally resonate, that's where you want to invest.
0: I love so much that you said, like, how did you feel? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's almost a good way to pull out a testimonial too throughout all of it, you know, like, how did you feel before you went away? And how did you feel during you went away? And how did you feel afterwards? Or was there any differences? And focusing more on like their feelings, because then it also consciously draws that to their mind of like, you know what, I actually really loved this experience. That's That's gold right there, girl. I could end this interview, but I have one more question for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So a lot of our listeners, they are rock stars. They've got a whole staff. So how can they be like, how can the business owner be a good leader and get their employees to buy into all of these ideas or, you know, creating this experience because they can't do it themselves. They need to like, you know, get their whole posse around them. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I love that you asked this question because it's super important the number one driver of customer experience is really the employees. And Mm -hmm. a lot of industries like hospitality and things like that, if you ask what went well, they will name an employee. Customers will name an employee. That's how important this is. So what I would say is two things. One, know what experience you want to deliver. It's not enough to say, we want to be the best, or we want to provide good service. Really get it. Who do you want to be? Do you want to be the ones who leave, uh, you know, memorable surprises? Do you want to be the ones who are uh, all about the care of elderly dogs or something? Like, what is that thing that makes you special, that makes the experience special? And so have that mission, like the mission of my company is to create fewer ruined days for customers. I love that. (laughs) But we measure everything against that. Like, is this worth doing if that's going to help us live our mission? Mm -hmm. And so that's something to really just You want to over-communicate that mission everywhere. You want to start staff meetings with it. You want to start rewarding people for it. You want to start hiring people for all of those things. And the other is to make sure that as you evaluate employees and as you tell them if they're doing a good job or not, you're evaluating against some of these customer experience things, not just like, did you... Did you walk enough? Did you yeah. you know? Some bring arbitrary, in a busy, like measurement. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So make sure you have that and really reward and publicly recognize those staff members who are getting the kudos. Make sure that you are celebrating that throughout your organization and not just privately giving them an attaboy. Make sure you you actually say publicly, like, you won't believe what. Bella's customer said about her, This is amazing. We would love to get more testimonials. Tell us about how you did that because then you'll find those best practices too that you'll want to have throughout your organization as well.
0: That's amazing. I know that we've only hit the tip of the iceberg. (laughs) So can you tell our listeners how they can get more of your goodness in their ears and eyes?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Well, visit us at experienceinvestigators.com. We have a ton of resources there. I blog weekly and we have all sorts of things. I have a podcast called crackthecustomercode.com. And then you can find lots of resources on LinkedIn Learning. If you look me up as the author, I have two customer journey mapping courses, a service blueprinting, and then a general one about creating a positive customer experience.
0: That's amazing. You're such a wealth of information. I am so honored that you said yes to coming on the podcast. (laughs) And I want to also encourage you guys all, if you have not already, to take that 21-day customer experience challenge, I took it myself, you guys. And I told Jeannie this in the mastermind, but what I really appreciated about it was that it wasn't like, boom, 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 boom. Like every single day, it was something new. Like it was spaced out. And it was also like really interesting things that I could totally do. They were achievable. And I think it could really help start developing your customer experience. And what a better time to do it than right now, while we all kind of do have a moment to take a breath because of, COVID because of 2020. Let's just say 2020. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And I do want to encourage you, if you are on your phone or you're walking dogs right now, just remember text EXPERIENCE to 66866. And then you can also join it that way. Or like she said, go to experienceinvestigators.com. Any
1: final words or thoughts or anything? (laughs) Well, I love thinking about like you guys actually out there are walking dogs listening to this. So that's fun. And, <laughs> and just, yeah, keep up the good work. I think it's really, you know, it's something that's really important to the families you serve. Yeah. And so never lose sight of that. That's really meaningful
0: that is meaningful and you guys you could really just up level your business so much by just you know focusing on this for a little bit so make a goal and and figure it out and follow genie you guys remember when life gets you down always keep jumping we'll see you again on the next episode bye now